first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Uh, welcome. Boy, I was talking and I did not hear myself and here I is. Yes. Welcome to the Friday edition of Spouting Off. Yes, it is January 6th, 2023. And no, we're not going to be rehashing January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, because we're living in a two-tier justice system in which uh, sticking it to conservatives while giving a pass to radical leftists and, and the enablers in the Republican Party is par for the course. So I'm not going to uh, adjudicate that. Uh, it is astonishing that the left got away with dog and pony shows all summer long and people just went ho-hum, I'm bored, what else is new, especially in light of all the evidence that has been ignored by the propaganda media. But I have something more important to discuss. It's all important. So it's all important. That's what it is. But I came across, actually, I have somebody who sends me lots and lots of interesting things. Some are just so overwhelming and there's so much of it that uh, you got to pick and choose. And I hope you're doing that too. You know, you can't watch everything, hear everything, know everything, and you got to be able to say when you don't know or when you're going to unplug. And never has it been more important to do that, even for talk show hosts and news junkies who have to take breaks now and again, which I did for the most part at the beginning of the year uh, during the holidays. Uh, but I came across this article that I uh, thought was so important. I don't want to give it all away, but I just put it on my Twitter page. Uh, it is not on my website because I'm going to direct you directly to the article and I want to discuss it. So if you go to my Twitter page right now, you will see an article featured uh, by Victor Davis Hansen, the wonderful, prolific and highly thoughtful Victor Davis Hanson, who is not exactly the most hysterical person you've ever seen. You know, he doesn't jump up and down. He's very careful with his writing uh, because he has a reputation to protect. He doesn't even really care about that. He is truly loved among not just the grassroots, but conservatives everywhere who understand that he speaks for principle and for the Constitution and for America as we used to know and love it, sorry to say. So here's an article with a very enticing title. The title is The Coup We Never Knew. His first sentence is, did someone or something seize control of the United States. I'm going to be editorializing a little bit about some of this as we go. Have you thought that ever since the Biden debacle? Uh, even before the Biden debacle, when the left went bananas trying to go after and censor an actual president of the United States. Now they're propping up the presidential potted plant, say that five times, um, and anything and everything he does, no matter how stupid his response is, no matter how, how confused he is, how lost he is, how much gobbledygook he speaks, the left propaganda media cannot find its way to even comment on it practically, 
let alone question whether this man is fit to be president of the United States. Um, all they do is demonize those who ask obvious questions because they refuse to be gaslighted. So there's a lot of gaslighting going on, and Victor Davis Hansen cuts through it. That is how. That's He asks nothing but questions. So when I did put up this at my Twitter page, which is just Karen, at Karen Cataline, I put it up with a tiny little title, The Socratic Method. Here are some superb questions to ask, ask, not ask, ask those you know who still care about the truth, wherever it may lead. If you care about the truth, then you're going to be asking questions and you may not even know the answers to those questions, but it is not only okay to ask, it is essential to ask. Um, so much of the propaganda media is telegraphing to the country. These are things you're not allowed to think about. Okay. Here's how you need to think about this. Do you know, that's what they do all the time. Here's what you need to know about the, um, election for speaker of the house. These are the things to look for. Here's how to think about when in our history, have we ever seen a propaganda media, not never informing us because they leave out so much information, particularly any alternate points of view. But when have you seen that the propaganda media merely tells you what and how to think about things? That is the climate that we're living in. And that is why Victor Davis Hanson asks this first most important question. Did someone or something seize control of the United States? What do you think? Did they? His first question. What happened to the U.S. border? Where did it go? And who erased it? You know, I am accustomed to asking questions like, do you remember voting for open borders? Do you remember voting for critical race theory that got forced on parents and public school children? Do you remember that? Do you remember voting for an educational system that promotes gender dysphoria and then, then gives drugs against parents and children's will? Children cannot give consent. Do you remember voting for promotion of uh, sex change operations on seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds? Do you remember voting for any of this? That is what Victor Davis Hansen asks. So his first question is about the border. And I'm going to leave it open so you can read his piece. And I hope that you will read and share his piece. He is among several of the most treasured conservative thinkers around. I know of nobody who even who is any kind of conservative. That doesn't mean we all must agree. Who doesn't think Victor Davis Hansen is a valuable tool for getting to the bottom of some things and except for some commentary. And I don't do this very often because I don't like to necessarily comment on other people's things because I already have commentary of my own. But this is so important because it is a Socratic asking of questions. The next question, I won't have time for all of them. Since when did money not have to be paid back? Do you remember anybody saying, you know, once you take out a loan from the federal government, you don't have to pay it back because we're going to, we're going to bribe this certain voting population into, uh, and paying them off by paying their debt that they signed their name to. I would submit that this is an attack on our free market system directly. Because if the government can decide who has to pay loans back and who doesn't, then we have no free market. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. That's exactly what's under attack right now. 
our free market, our system of government, our system of personal responsibility, all of it is under attack. Victor Davis Hanson goes on. Which lawmakers, which laws, and which votes of the people declared that natural gas development and pipelines were criminal? You know, it's clean natural gas, but I don't know. Now we have to um, uh, take orders from uh, leftist Americans who hate the idea of America being energy independent. Remember when Democrats and Republicans constantly promised energy independence and Donald Trump was the only one who actually delivered it. I used to find it interesting and amusing that that was among, that was not even among his campaign promises. He never said he would make America energy independent, but within less than a term, he made Americans energy independent briefly for a bright shining light when politicians, woke politicians and swamp politicians promised it, but never delivered. Politicians like Mitch McConnell, politicians like Paul Ryan, they all promised a lot and delivered very little. Is it any wonder that the 20 House Freedom Caucus members who are being called radical hardliner far right you know what? They want to support the Constitution and they don't trust these liars who have proven they're liars. Donald Trump in his first two years had a monopoly of power. He had the trifecta and the swamp Republicans put barriers in his way every step of the way. How about this one? Because I'm running out of time. Was it not against federal law to swarm the homes of Supreme Court justices to picket and to intimidate their households in efforts to affect their rulings? How brazen is that? And yet, elected politicians ignored it. In fact, some of them even promoted it. They promoted harassment of Supreme Court justices. Read this article. It is so valuable. Ask those questions to your friends who still care about liberty. We are going to take a break. We have a wonderful show planned for you. Uh, two, Two wonderful guests. I'll tell you about them when we come back. You're listening to Spouting Off here on Terrestrial Radio, WSMN and Abroad. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call now, toll free, 866-883-2741. That's 866-883-2741. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, 
Get and read The Secret War. Call now, toll free, 866-8832-741. That's 866-8832-741. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. And I got something to tell you And I don't think that you like it very much It's that I can't stop looking Welcome back everyone to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline and we are working on getting our scheduled guest <laughs> we always have challenges in that regard. I guess people are just, you know, sometimes they are so busy that uh, they are held up by the last uh, the last interview they did. Nevertheless, uh, we're we're gonna keep trying. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the event that our scheduled guest is supposed to uh, talk about, among other things. He's way better at it than I am, but uh, uh, Arch, we're going to keep on trying. Um, Zev Zelenko is a name you probably heard during the debacle known as COVID, 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 uh, because he was the first man to promote an early intervention treatment during the pandemic. Uh, and um, sadly, he passed away last year of metastatic cancer, and he knew he had cancer when he was doing what he could to help others. He, he actually put together, you may know, a whole treatment plan which he was demonized for. Now, that is what I hope people will continue to pay attention to. If you're demonized for offering treatments that work and you are uh, rewarded for offering treatments that kill, there may be something wrong in our current reality. And I think there is. So Saturday, March 20. Uh, uh, Saturday, March 11th, 2023. Uh, there is an event. It's, it's a black tie event. And the keynote speaker is Charlie Kirk. Uh, and it is to honor Dr. Zev Zelenko and officially launch the dream he left for his continued work through the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. This event will stand above all others in our determined fight for true freedom and transparency. So I'm going to do a little promo for that event so that you can go there. It looks like our guest may not be able to join us, which often happens. We'll just keep on trying, right, Art? Just keep trying. I sent an email to his uh, rep to be sure. Um, so please join the Zelenko Freedom Foundation and uh, I think that you can probably duck, duck, go the Zelenko Freedom Foundation and participate in this event, um, which uh, culminates in a black tie optional dinner honoring the life and legacy of Dr. Vladimir Zev Zelenko. 
Okay. So look up Zelenko Freedom Foundation. We, uh, I, I worked on trying to get Ann Vandersteel, but these people are busy, busy, busy. Uh, and um, that's how it goes. So I think that since we don't have our guest, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about since I didn't have enough time to get all the way through it. Uh, and what we were talking about was Victor Davis Hansen's brilliant piece. And by the way, now that we know that we have a little more time here, if you'd like to call in and you're listening live, the number to call is 603-816-1590. That's 603-816-1590. So just to review briefly, what happened to the U.S. border? Where did it go? Who erased it? Did you vote for it? Second, and I, I don't. Uh, I think that it's still worth uh, reading his commentary, which I will leave for you to read and ask your friends. Since when did money not have to be paid back? And then all of these ideas that were forced down our throat, forced in a formerly free country, these ideas were forced down our throats. The alternative idea, which is, you know, if you signed something that said you would pay something back, if you took a loan out, whether it's for a, a car, a house, or a college education, you are signing on the dotted line to pay back that debt. It is a direct attack on character. It is a direct attack on our free market system, which depends on basic fundamental principles. Let me just take a detour here and tell you that I went to a convenience store the other day to get a soda for my dear sweet husband, right? And the soda was on sale. They, they sell these sodas very cheap, right? Big, big, big soda, giant soda. And I had a dollar and I didn't have change and it was a dollar six, so I gave her another dollar because I didn't really want the extra change. Sometimes people put change in the little, on the counter, you know, to, uh, for people if they needed a penny or if they don't have a penny. And uh, she owed me 94 cents. And she asked me, do you want your 94 cents? I said, of course, why would I not? Why wouldn't I want my change back, 94 cents, almost a dollar. Now, it isn't the 94 cents. She didn't even ask me, did I want to donate it somewhere? Uh, the younger generation has been taught that numbers don't matter, that statistics don't matter, that facts don't matter, and change doesn't matter. You just round it up, round it down. It doesn't really matter because it's really not your money anyway. So, the intent to be precise about words, about language, about change is part of what is being attacked today. Have you noticed that older people who grew up in a system where you could depend that even if you got two pennies change, it was your two pennies you were getting back? And the younger people have been taught not only that they can't add multiply, subtract. Some older people can't either. But what, what's a few cents? I don't really care. The value of money doesn't matter. When our government is spending $1.6 trillion in printing money, it's all just monopoly money to them. To that end, let's go back to Victor Davis Hanson. Why do we believe $30 trillion in debt is no big deal? That's under when did money not have to be paid back. Why do we believe $30 trillion in debt is no big deal? Since when did Americans create a government ministry of truth? And whose orders did the FBI contract private uh, 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 private news organizations to censor stories it did not like and writers whom it feared. Think about it. This is one of those cases 
where the very intro, the very idea that someone brings it up indicts them. Now I've written a lot about this because I wonder <laughs> if some people are taking leave of their critical thinking skills. It is not just enough that our government proposed a government ministry of truth, which is an anathema to everything American. That's why our founders would not support and made a uh, one of the five pillars of the First Amendment that the government shall not sponsor a religion, that government has no right to sponsor and favor one religion over the other. Why? Because it's not the government's job to decide what is and isn't truth unless they're putting falsehoods out that they expect and plan to force you to accept. Those are the principles of communism, ladies and gentlemen. Those You cannot have communism without government-controlled media and government-controlled speech. And our government, our government, it, it, it blows my mind even to say it, but, it, but we've been talking about it all year, uh, tried to create a government ministry of truth. There are people who have not been taught what America is about at all, and they see no problem with this. They think the government is God and the government will decide what is and isn't true. Very much like any cult you've ever watched or seen. We are the final arbiter of the truth. We are the final arbiter of science and you are not allowed to disagree. That is tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. Hardcore as the left would call it, straight up tyranny. When there's only one answer to everything and it is the government tyrant's answer. You have a right in a free country to disagree, to question, to be a renegade intellectually, to think outside the box, to march to your own drummer, and that is what America is about. Here's another one. When did we assume the FBI had the right to subvert the campaign of a candidate it disliked? Was it legal suddenly for one presidential candidate to hire a foreign ex-spy to subvert the campaign of her rival? Suddenly, and that's what Victor Davis Hansen asks in this piece called The Coup We Never Knew. Since when was it legal? for any candidate anywhere to hire an ex-spy to go after the campaign of her rival. That has now been proven. Has she been indicted? Has she been prosecuted for that? Has anybody been held accountable for any of it? No, indeed. You know why? Because when the fire brigade, when the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade, they let people get away with <laughs> setting brush fires and every other kind. And uh, there was a meme that I saw not long ago, which said, how do you vote out a government you never voted in? Now there's a Zen proverb for you. Here's another question that Victor Davis Hanson asks. When did the government pass a law depriving Americans of their freedom during a pandemic? What a simple, easy question. And yet, at the beginning of this pandemic that was used as an excuse to deprive Americans of their freedom, that became astonishingly clear. It became astonishingly clear that a 99.86% non-lethal virus became the excuse to rob Americans of their freedom in round one of our march to God forbid communism. And people were accepted, were expected to just accept. There's a lot of these words sound the same. People were expected to simply accept that our rights need to be 
curtailed, and sometimes destroyed because of a pandemic. Since when did anybody say that that was part of America or the Constitution or any portion of what America has ever been about? How could it become illegal for, this is Victor Davis Hansen's next question uh, connected to the last, how could it become illegal for mom and pop stores to sell flowers or shoes during a quarantine, but not so for Walmart or Target. We watched it, we saw it, and nobody got held accountable for it. Why? Because it was sponsored by the government. The government sponsored it. So if you're wondering why don't the Freedom Caucus of 20 courageous conservatives why don't they believe or trust Kevin McCarthy? It's not as if he doesn't have a track record for ignoring the obvious. Some of them are questions like the ones Victor Davis Hansen is asking. I'm going to skip down because, again, I am running out of time. And I am very, very sorry we were not able to get our guest to talk about the Zev Zelenko uh uh, black tie dinner. When did the nation abruptly decide that theft is not a crime and assault is not a felony? How can thieves walk out with bags of stolen goods without the wrath of ang angry shoppers, much less fear of the law? Well, we know how, because we have a criminal government that is encouraging elevating and rewarding criminals. They let them out of jail under the guise of a of this so-called pandemic while they they imprison law-abiding citizens in their homes. Is this a review of what we've been living through for the last 3 years? You better believe it is. Why? Because we should never forget that under the guise of COVID, 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 they let prisoners out of prison to, to commit crimes against law-abiding citizens while they kept law-abiding citizens imprisoned in their homes. When, Victor Davis Hansen asks, did the nation abruptly decide that theft is not a crime and assault is not a felony? Is that a criminal government? Can you call it a criminal lawless a uh, bunch that is now in power in Washington, D.C. So <laughs> I got to leave it there. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off here on WSMN Friday edition. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the Epic Times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. 
Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off, and this is our last segment of the last show of the week. And don't forget, spouting off means you speak your mind, and you don't censor yourself. Uh, Diplomacy is great, but if you're stopping yourself from saying what's on your mind uh, because you fear government retaliation, you ain't living in a free country. Here's somebody who's always had the courage to say what's on her mind. And uh, I met her being a guest on her show. And now it is a pleasure for me to turn the tables on her. Her name is Jamie Umfenauer. She used to be a resident of Northern California. She moved off to Oklahoma, and we're going to find out more about how and why she did that. She has a very eclectic work history from 25 years in home economics. She's a trained seamstress, a chef, a teacher of all things of life. And uh, she used to be a talk show host at KPRL, Paso Robles, California. Jamie Umfenauer, thank you so much for joining us here on Spouting Off. Karen, it is so wonderful to talk Uh, with you again. It's been a while. It has. Has it has some people just drop off the radar, and I'm so glad that I got you back on my radar. <laughs> yeah. It's been a few months not being on the air, and I do have to tell you, I miss it. I still listen to our morning program on KPRL. I still stream it, yeah. and uh, kind of glad I'm missing some of the drama <laughs> <laughs> of the of the local corruption. But at the same time, you know, I truly miss my um, my radio job and just, you know, some of the most wonderful people like yourself that I have got to interview over the years. And um, you were a regular part of the show. Well, I was honored to do so. And we're just going to have to work with our little uh, whatever contacts we have to get you back on the air. That's what we're going (laughs) to have to do. And I, I even have a couple ideas about that. But I think inquiring minds want to know, why you moved out of Northern California? Some of us can make a few assumptions, and, well, uh, and I'm tell sure us, those are correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I used to live in Colorado too, so <laughs> and well, I don't yeah, my, anymore. My story is very—it's—it's a, it's a twisted little tale because yes, you are correct. Most of the reasons why people leave California um, do play into that, and I was in a situation. Um, where I had a court order through a divorce to have to sell my house. And fortunately, I the court let me have the house until my daughter, grad, my youngest, graduated from high school in June. So we knew it was coming, and I homeschooled. And um, Good But the you. court order gave me a, a window of 60 days post-graduation to list it. And so as the, you know, leading up to that, it was a lot of tears and research and pro-con lists and, uh, you know, all of that. And so uh, the moment that that house sold, 
I would never be able to buy a, a piece of property again in California. But the saddest part was because we were in San Luis Obispo County. Um, we, my daughter and I, she still lives with me. Um, we, and we have two dogs. We would never even be able to afford a two bedroom apartment. And yeah, so there's was, inflation in California where people are moving out of so so vociferously. I, I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. The costs so we, are high, but but the demand is low, but the costs remain high. How did well, that Well, the happen? costs are high, but the demand actually in San Luis Obispo County, which is considered yeah. like the central coast, it's very gorgeous there. The demand yeah. is high. And my yeah. house sold before it even went on the market. I had a knock on the door. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And I got full yeah. price. Never, but it never made it to MLS. Unfortunately, we got to cut to the chase because we have so yeah. little time. And I want uh, you, if you would, to say, uh, uh, you know, generally speaking, where are you? How are you adjusting? And how's it different? So we are in um, north of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So the northeastern part oh. of the state. Uh, oh. It's definitely a you know, different than California. It is beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is green nine months of the year versus green for one month. <laughs> uh -huh. um, it is that people are kinder. The cost of living is substantially less. And I was with my proceeds of the sale, I could pay cash for our house. Uh -huh. um, my property taxes on the same square footage of home went from $700 a month $247 a month. Well, that's pretty good in the day that's, of inflation. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. 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 So I'm reestablishing my business here. Mm -hmm. um, I just made a delivery of a lot of gowns to a client right before we got on the phone. And, yeah. you know, slow going. But um, I have learned there are far less restrictions on business here as well as gun yeah. owners. Um, that I, my jaw probably hit the Do floor of the police station when I went in to ask. <laughs> yes, exactly. So freedom what? is huge yes. here. Exactly. And, you know, to, to broaden this out, because I'm also, my husband and I are also freedom refugees mm -hmm. and many, many people, uh, many, many that people know suddenly picked up and left you know, there's been a lot of migration, a lot of voting yeah. with your feet. Uh, how do you see, let's put your talk show host hat on and talk about how you think that's going to bode, if you will, uh, into the future, into the next election cycle, if we have free and fair elections, which remains to be seen, uh, mm -hmm. and, and how different America is looking now than it used to, where people assumed that wherever they lived, uh, there would be a modicum of freedom. That is no longer a guarantee. It's very interesting because leaving California and you come out of state, <laughs> and it's almost like you're embarrassed to say where you're from because <laughs> people think automatically, oh, yeah. you've brought the crazy with you. And uh, you're like, no, 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 no. We're one of the good ones. We're red. We're red. And Some so, do. Some yeah, do. yeah. And, and, yeah. but you see what's happened to Austin, Texas, where it used yes. to be very red and it's turning very purple. Uh -huh. So, and Texas has had a few struggles. Oklahoma yeah. is very red. Uh -huh. And from my experience and the people that I've met that have moved from California, they were very conservative as well. And they chose Oklahoma because of that because of it being a conservative state with values that align with theirs. So I think in some cases, we're going to see red states get redder if they mm -hmm. can protect themselves from the chaos. Mm. Um, Texas, I worry about a little bit. I have a daughter that lives in the DFW and, you know, she was like, mom, these people are crazy for Beto down here. And I'm like, no, 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 he's uh. not going to win. But when you listen to that younger demographic and in the cities, because obviously Texas is a much bigger state, there's a little, I think there's a little bit more push pull because you do have a population that has migrated that migrated for economic reasons versus freedom and um, a values type of thing besides the financial um, yeah. that they move because they work for Dell 
or they worked for um, a different internet company. You know and what, so Jamie, they... I'll tell you, having been from Colorado, I mean, it is still my home hometown, Denver is, there was mm-hmm. a book that was written 20 years ago, 25 years ago now, called The Blueprint. And uh-huh. they used Colorado as the blueprint for taking over every state for radical Democrats. And many of those people did such a good job taking it over in Colorado, yes. which is now looks just like California with all of its problems and its ills. Um, they took that strategy and they all came to Texas. And mm-hmm. one of the strategies is to move into the capital city of a state take over the high population areas, try to force Mm -hmm. people to live on top of each other, and then bully the rest of the state to go along. And And that's that's exactly exactly what happened in California. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, we have about five, six minutes left. And boy, I'm going to definitely have you back. Maybe we'll, (laughs) we'll, like I say, well, maybe we'll conspire and see how we can get you back on the air in, uh, uh, you know, and get your own show going again. Wouldn't that oh, be that would be I, super fun. You know, that uh, you would know, be great. I, I, yeah, that would be super yeah. fun. Um, it's definitely so, a, a journey, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an old talk show host out of Colorado who said, talk show, talk radio, no man is its master. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> true, isn't it? Uh, it with it our is. minutes left, my audience knows that I have this, you know, ongoing project, I guess you could call it. Uh, because Americans who love liberty and who have what I call the curse of awareness Mm -hmm. uh, are being confronted with things they never thought they'd live to see. A country that is not held accountable to constitutional principles, a government which appears to have deep and profound uh, hostility for its own citizens. Uh, What we're living through, without uh, going into too much more detail, because we all know what we're talking about. So when I was traveling uh, over the holidays, I asked some of my longtime friends the same question. What gives you courage and comfort, if there is any, to deal with and live with what you know is going on in our country today. That gives me courage. I I would say it's two things. One is definitely my faith in God. Um, Absolutely my faith in God. And also I would say my knowledge and study of history, particularly American history and the constitution, because Mm -hmm. this isn't the first time that our country has gone sideways. And now does it look different and does it feel a little bit scarier than what our country has gone for, gone through before? Absolutely. Because it's the first time in my lifetime, but I know reading history that we've gone through possibly what, you know, considering the times and the technology, people probably thought it was worse in their time. Um, But we made it. And so those would be the two things that that have helped me because there are days that I wish I didn't know what I know. And God, I wish I didn't. What a profound statement. That's how I feel too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know like with you like interviewing that. so many people over the years too, Karen, we probably have learned more that cannot be said publicly on a microphone. Mm. Um, and I know that I have for sure, even up into to recent history with what's going on in Ukraine of, of mm. people who have been literally boots on the ground that are not allowed to publicly say what they have completely seen. Well, and this is one of the great travesties that I, I mentioned when right before I brought you on the air, which is... Mm-hmm spouting off, which has a negative connotation for most, it's just a slogan of sorts, is speaking your mind and living Mm -hmm. in a country where you don't censor yourself because you're afraid the government is going to come down on you and retaliate if you express an opinion they don't like. That is among the greatest travesties that we're watching is, is politicians engaging 
on both sides of the aisle in this censorship of opinions that they don't like and, and a takeover of the media, of course. So mm-hmm. um, I do say what's on my mind. Uh, I, I'm a strong believer that you never, ever, ever incite violence on the air or elsewhere. Course. But other than that and, you know, obscenities, we need to, you know, <laughs> the left loves pornography but doesn't like Mark Twain. You know what I mean? We're living <laughs> yeah. in an upside-down world. You know, Dr. <laughs> Seuss should be banned, but pornography on grade school shelves are perfectly okay. Exactly. Anyway. Huckleberry Finn is evil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and One so, of my favorite books. You always need people like the little boy to point out that the emperor is naked. And the way you mm-hmm. do that is by speaking your mind. The emperor is naked. There are more than one opinion. Anyway, I'm getting on my soapbox and you're my guest. So <laughs> what would you like to share with us in the last couple of minutes? And then I'll have you on again. Um, oh, gosh, Karen. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> if, if people are considering leaving, their their home state, especially if, you know, California, some of these states have lost their way because I'm fourth generation Californian. So I actually can say I remember when it was the golden state and it was a conservative (laughs) Republican state, Um, you know, that it's okay to take that leap of faith. And if, and a lot of people are afraid of leaving behind their friends, but if they're really your friends, they stay in Mm. contact. Um, but there's but there's light on the other side and it feels like freedom like i feel like i stepped back into america isn't it true that these smaller towns that the left hates so much that the so-called progressives hate so much that's where you can still find freedom in america mm-hmm. today and that's why they spew so much hatred towards people who live in smaller towns, rural areas for years, for decades, they've demonized Mm -hmm. people, uh, calling them rednecks, calling them backward bumpkins, right? As if the city-fied people, it's almost like we're back to the country mouse and the city mouse, as if city people trying to step over human excrement have it all figured out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't know how to do, you know, they wouldn't know how to do anything for themselves. (laughs) They don't. They don't. They're like Democrats on an escalator. Jamie, yes. do you have do you have a website where people can find you, or are you? That yeah, together? they can find me. Uh, I'm on, of course, social media. But uh, my business website's homeexpress.com, like old home economics classes. Okay. So homeexpress.com. You can reach out to me through there. I ran ran late, but uh, Jamie Umfenauer, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll just have to have you back. Absolutely. That does Thanks, it. Karen. That that does it for this whole week of shows. Join me next Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern when there will be so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off. <laughs>